0: We're continuing on in our review of Sha'ar B'tachon. We explain the P'sicha opens up and introduces to us and tells us the 10 benefits that a person has from being a Boteach, from relying on Hashem. The first part tells us what is B'tachon? What does that mean? The second parak tells us that there are seven characteristics that are required for someone to be worthy to be relied upon. As we go through each of those, we see that every single one of those only applies by Hashem. There may be little pieces from a couple of them that could apply by a person, but in totality and in reality, it is impossible for them to apply by any human being. In the third parak, we discussed the five different ways that a person should build up and internalize everything so that he can build his own and his reliance on Hashem, and be able to build up that level. The fourth parak we discussed, the seven different situations and how a person chooses and understands whether he's supposed to have betochna or not. We went through a different situation. Some of them are in this world, some of them are in this world for olam haba, and some of them are for olam haba purposes, what is the correct betachon level. In the fifth paragraph we discussed the seven differences that we could see in the actions and the way a person lives, someone who has betachon versus a person who doesn't have betachon. The last thing we closed with was that a person who doesn't have betachon, turns and says to Hashem, when I have everything that I need, then I'll rely upon you. When I have everything I need, then I will be a better servant of God. Not that he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, but that he'll fully turn to Hashem and fully rely on Hashem. Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar in the sixth parak, there are seven significant mistakes that this person who he calls a bal mashkanta, a person who's taking an advanced deposit, a guarantee that he's making. The first mistake he explains that he's making is that, when a person goes and asks, firstly, why does someone ask for a and Why does someone ask for a guarantee? To make sure that he's going to be able to collect. So says Rebbeinu Bachia, if we look at an employee and he gets a job, he can't go to his boss and say, please pay me in advance. I'll do my work later today. I'm gonna to finish my work, but I'd like you to pay me today, right now, before I even start. That would be a foolish thing. The next step would be a servant has no right to ever ask for that. And even if he did, he would—he can't get it because he already was paid. Certainly us, who we, God created us. God has done so much good for us. How could we even think of asking to be paid in advance when even after we complete work, we're not entitled to be asking for anything? The second thing we continue on is that when it comes to a mashkon, a mashkon has a specific set time, a set limit. There's a, something that we're asking for. When a person is asking for unlimited funds, he doesn't know what he's asked for. He doesn't know, is he gonna have a wife? Is he gonna have children? Is he gonna have grandchildren? He doesn't know what kind of expenses are gonna come up in life. So it's impossible for him to ask because he's just gonna keep wanting more and more because he'll never know what he needs. The third difference is, when a person asks for a moshkon, I can only ask you to give me a guarantee if I don't owe you something, but look at us, we owe Hashem so much, we don't even know if we're ever gonna be able to repay Hashem. How could we have the audacity to say, God, give me a guarantee, when we already owe him, and we have no rights to ask? We continue on, and there's a story that there was a Hasid who used to go to people and say to them, could you ask for somebody to pay you for something In advance, I want you to do something that's gonna happen tomorrow. Imagine if God comes and God says, I want you to pray already for for the next week worth of prayers. But God, the next week didn't happen. How could you ask me to do it? So too here, we're asking Hashem to provide for us on something that didn't happen, when we don't even know if we're gonna be able to provide our part of the bargain. We don't even know if we're gonna be alive tomorrow. Continues on the fourth difference. We don't even pay what we owe to Hashem. The only way a person asks for a mashkon is if they're worried that the person might not be able to afford it, or the person might not want to pay them, or that the person might die or not be around and available to be collected from. We know all these things can't apply by Hashem, so therefore how do we have a right to ask for a mashkon from Hashem? Hashem can certainly afford it, Hashem will certainly pay, and Hashem is certainly around forever. The fifth thing when it comes to a moshkon, what does a moshkon do? It gives us a comfort. It gives us the understanding that we're guaranteed. It's a collateral. It shows us that we will get what is due to us. But if we get all the money in the world, a person can lose it. It can be transferred to somebody else. A person may not have access to it. So claiming that the moshkon will help us and give us security is foolishness because it won't help us because we don't know what we're going to need. Money ultimately may end up being the cause of all our issues. The sixth thing that Rabbi Bach has is that if I tell you, I'm borrowing from you, but I'm go- you know factually I will pay you back early, you know I'm gonna pay you back more than you owed, you would never dare ask me for a moshkon because you know I won't need it. Hashem is the same thing, Hashem is guaranteed, He pays us early, He pays us in advance, and He pays us a lot more than it's due to us. The seventh and final difference is that we only take a moshkon after we do our part. In other words, you go to the store and you want a diamond, they only will take from you the moshkon, the guarantee, once they already have the diamond in their hands. We can only do all of the things that we promised to Hashem, that we owe to Hashem, when Hashem helps us. We can't guarantee that we're going to do it. So becoming a baal mashkanta, asking God to give us an advance, makes absolutely no sense. And it's a foolishness and a foolish thing to ask for.